0: Why thank you, Ledge. Hello, everyone in Podcast, Villa, Internet Land, or wherever you may reside. This is Alex, co-host, unintended Baggage. Along with me is my radio life mate, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Adrian, Chairman of the Building Materials Projectile Staging and Logistics Committee of the West Central Florida Guild of Professional Anarchists, Local Chapter 151. Wiley, how are you, sir? I'm doing quite well, my friend. How are you? Um I'm doing, you know what? I'm doing pretty good, man. I'm actually feeling pretty good right now. Mm-hmm. Things are, things are definitely moving in a good direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling, I'm probably feeling better than I felt in a long time, to be honest with you. That's good. That's good. Glad to hear it. Considering that, uh, you know, the current state of affairs, both globally and locally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Which is? Chaos. Really? Marshmallows. <laughs> I haven't seen much of that lately, though no. I have had a chaotic week. It's been pretty chaotic. Yeah, but. so. But mine all had to do with work, you know, migrating servers and stuff like that. Migrating servers. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like
0: you're like a a, a, a server herder.
1: Yeah, kind of. We uh, had to graze uh, the servers in a different pasture, uh, you know, because uh, the there was clover growing in the one pasture. So we had to make sure we got all the servers out of there because, you know, those servers mm-hmm. eat clover and they're going to get bloated. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's so right. that's that's a problem. Yeah.
0: <laughs> So I wanted to bring something up. So this week I had a meeting normally for normally for the cleaning company. I don't do face to face appointments, but this week I decided to, the woman called and she called me at a time frame where I'm like, you know what? She doesn't really know all the information that I can. So I give her a quote over the phone. So I need to go out there and talk to her. And she did sound kind of interesting as well. So I went out there and talked to her. She was from Australia. She's getting ready to leave America and move back to Australia. But in talking to her, she was a real estate investor. She used to own 56 homes in America. And in the past six months, she sold all of them but four. Wow. And wow. I asked her why. And profit? She said, well, one was profit, yeah. But the other thing she said is that the market in America is going to crash in the next 18 months. Right. That this there's no way out of it. It's gonna have to crash and she was saying when it comes to foreclosures as many houses that people buy in a year are what's on the list of houses that need to be foreclosed upon like because they've got the backlog because they've stopped foreclosures from happening they've created such a massive backlog that it's just going to shock the market when it actually happens
1: oh yeah yeah without question and we've been talking about this for months now is that once you know all these foreclosures start happening. Once all these evictions uh, start happening, there is going to be a whole lot of empty property. There is going to be a whole lot of property on the market because you know, whether it's people who can't afford to pay their own mortgage on their house, or it's landlords who can't afford to pay the mortgage on their rental properties because their tenants aren't paying them. Um, you know, there is going to be a lot of liquidation necessary in the real estate market. So, yeah, she's she's absolutely right. It's going to happen, and the only thing I think forestalling it is is government activity. You know, the government, uh, you know, placing moratoriums on foreclosures and and evictions. But do you think that But they have to stop this at
0: some point, though? Like something's going to come due at some point. Yeah,
1: at some point the bill comes due and and the market has to liquidate. Uh, There's no other way around that. You know, but uh, it basically right now. Yeah. When it when the crash happens, it's going to happen so fast. Well, here's the
0: thing, though. I asked her that question and she said that there's an initial going to be an initial shock, but it's still going to be like 18 months. She thinks it's 18 months away? Well, she says that the bottom is 18 months away, I guess.
1: Okay. All right. Yeah, I I, I don't know the, the specifics of it, but I do know that, you know, without question, there's going to be a lot of foreclosures going on yeah there's going to be a lot of properties that have to be liquidated because the people who currently own them can't afford to pay for them yeah you know so that's it goes without saying that that's going to happen unless there's just some major government relief that comes through and which there could be i mean with yeah. biden in office depending on who wins this,
0: these elections in georgia right you know it does depend on like if the democrats win the elections in Georgia. Then they're going to rule the roost when it comes to the House, the Senate, and the presidency. So then they can do whatever they want to do. Right. Right. Now, will they actually do it? I don't know. I mean, we'll see. I don't know. It's tough to it's tough to gauge right now. Yeah, like, they really is. everything is just in the air, and you know, when you have when you when you have people that were on Trump's side, you know, literally
1: telling other Republicans not to vote in elections in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, that was some craziness, wasn't it? Oh, they're still doing it. Yeah, yeah. I wonder what's going to happen in that election. Um, you know, now, I, I, honestly, I. And this is not a joke. I don't really care whether Republicans or Democrats at this point gain the Senate, you know, because if Republicans win the Senate, then there's going to be gridlock, which is always good. You know, government's not doing things that can hurt us. But then again, um, you know, if if uh, the Democrats win and with the situation we're in, we we could just go ahead and, and you know, might as well tank the economy now, you know, I just blow it all up now. And. In a way, it's not necessarily a bad thing. If we do it in such a way where the government just basically pays off everyone's debt, you know, <laughs> just prints all the money to pay off everyone's debt. Yeah, milk is going to be 35 bucks a gallon, but maybe we're just starting over. You know what I'm saying? It's it's going to be painful for a little while, but let's just reset this whole economy thing, this whole monetary system thing. You know, let's just blow it up and see what happens. You kind of like a you're like like a like a Fight Club like end Fight Club scenario? Is that what you're looking for? Yeah, yeah, kind of, but more of it. No, more of a Zimbabwe kind of thing. I'm looking for more or of or Zimbabwe. Venezuela. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's just blow up the 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 uh, the currency. You know, but in the process, if we blow up the currency and then in the process pay off everyone's debt. It's kind of like a clean straight across the board. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So basically, everything that you currently own, you now own free and clear. All your credit cards are clear. Your student debt's clear, you know. But in order to do that, they had to print, you know, I don't know, $100 trillion or something. So money is, uh, you know, essentially bring a whale barrel of it if you're uh, going to the (laughs) 7-Eleven. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, you can do things like that. When you have a fiat currency system, you can just do things like and that. We and maybe don't it, give a shit. And maybe that's a better way to do it. I don't know. I honestly don't know at this point. Because, you know, I used to think I really understood the economy. And now I realize how naive I am. Because this whole fucking thing is like a, you know, smoke and mirror <laughs> magic show. <laughs> there's no way to there's no way to figure it out. There's just no way. Well, the,
0: the reason that you're having a hard time figuring it out is because... Because of the massive government in, in, in intervention into the economy. Well,
1: that's what I'm saying. Is you the whole- can't
0: grade any of it anymore. Like, logic doesn't make sense exactly. because of what they do. But you can't logically do what they do
1: realistically. I mean, you're not supposed to be able to do what they do. <laughs> well, that's the thing. But See, we the economy really when you have a, a fiat currency at the the base of it the government can literally do anything they want to the economy and we've kind of shown that it's just like oh hey we need 4 trillion dollars okay here's 4 trillion mm-hmm. dollars let's just throw it in there um, you know so and given that and and see we used to live on kind of the illusion that well they wouldn't do that you know and now oh, it's, yeah. and now it's kind of like all bets are off so I'm starting to get into the camp of, well, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's open all the floodgates just as long as everybody gets a clean slate. You know, everybody starts off completely debt free, you know? and it, it wouldn't affect me too much. Cause the only debt I have is a, you know, a little bit on my mortgage and I got a lot of equity. So, <coughs> but for, for the average person, maybe that's a good thing, but then everybody's in a situation where everything costs a fortune, Yeah, you know, cause you just flooded the market with currency. Um, so it's a, it's a weird kind of, you know, situation that we're currently in. But something's got to give one way or another. And it either gives to the traditional way the market corrects itself, which is going to be result in a recession, depression, uh, you know, in a whole lot of different sectors. Or we just kind of like, you know, roll with inflation. You know, those are really, the, at this point, those are the two ways of fixing it. Yeah. You know. And I'm of two minds on which way it should go.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll know? see what happens, I guess. Yeah. So.
1: They're definitely just printing money out of thin air, and I time. think a lot of it will actually have to do with uh, the outcome in Georgia. You know? actually, really, what's the the real result is going to be whatever is most beneficial for billionaires, because yeah. that's always the real result. Mm-hmm. So, you know, whatever the yeah, billionaire, no who wins, the billionaires win. Well, yeah, yeah. So whatever uh, works best for them is, is what they're going to do. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I guess what set which set of billionaires actually, is the ones that, you know, wins the dollar bet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. 1 dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there's a lot of different stories to get to today, but actually we should start with the Tom Cruise one. No, we should start with yeah, we'll Tom Cruise. Start with the Cruise one. All right. So, so if, you, if you haven't heard about this, so Tom Cruise was on uh, the Mission Impossible set and he went off because they weren't social distancing and wearing masks and all this other kind of stuff. And so he went on a tirade about this, right? But I looked a little bit into this and surprisingly enough, I actually agree with Tom Cruise on this one. And let me explain why come to find out he's got money on, like he's put his own money in to, in order to pay these people in order to be there for one, right? For two, if they do spread the coronavirus thing there, which they had before, they've had to shut down the movie set. The movie set's been shut down before. And that costs him a lot of money. Right. You don't get me wrong. He's got all kinds yeah, of he, money.
1: He's probably an executive producer on this movie or something. So he's got a lot of his own money in it, yeah, I'm, he, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah,
0: he's got his own money in the game. Yeah. And so if you're on the movie set as and you're fucking around on the movie set to where they would have to close down again because you were acting irresponsibly... I can see how somebody would get pissed off about that. Like, I can see how you would get mad about that. And you know, if this guy's got, cause I get the word I heard was like $11 million of his own money is, is, is in this thing. Right. And they've shut down already before. And if you listen to his tirade, it's like, look, I'm working to try to get this stuff done to feed for people to feed their families or whatever. And you guys are fucking around. You know what I mean? Like it was like, when you listen to the tirade, I actually was like, I've kind of, I felt a little sorry, not fo- sorry for him, but like, I didn't, like, I understood why
1: he was mad. Yeah, yeah. So. I, you know, I, I, coming from that perspective, that makes a little, well, first of all, Tom Cruise is a complete and utter asshole. Yeah.
0: Well, yeah, of course.
1: I mean, and he was just a, a, a complete dick, uh, you know. I, I mean, he, he didn't need to berate the people like he did, but that's his, his Scientology. And the funny thing is, I, I think it is funny that, you know, uh, Tom now wants to follow the science um, considering that he actually believes that uh, some dude named a uh, billion years ago used airplanes to dump people's souls into volcanoes and trap them there, so uh, just saying, you know. So Tom, whatever you got to say, buddy, I'm just like you know, not really, uh, not really yeah, putting like, any. Like stock I'm not in trying
0: it. to, I'm not defending his beliefs or anything like right. that. But what I am doing is, I understood the point he was making of like. Like, cause look, we tell, look, I'm not afraid of dying from the virus, but I know the ramifications that if you have an exposure, you got to shut things down. Right. That, that sucks.
1: Yeah. You yeah. know
0: what I mean? And it does cost money. Now I don't have, it doesn't cost me $11 million, you know, and Tom Cruise has got a lot of different money in the game. I but.
1: Probably, percentage wise, it probably cost you the equivalent of that. No, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, as far as uh, how, how effective that is to you. But I think the point with Tom Cruise is he's just such a fucking asshole. And he's such a fucking yeah, idiot. <laughs> so I hear Tom Cruise just berate. And he was just going off on. Oh, people. yeah, he was going off. And that's just an asshole. I mean, I, I would never, you know, I would never work for a person like that. Well, well and five people me just quit. Say, I would never work for a person, period. But, um, you know, and I would as an employer, I would never treat somebody like that. I mean, yeah. that's just that's just <laughs> you know, fucking asshole, man. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, so. dude
0: was pissed. Dude it, was fucking pissed.
1: Yeah, well. All
0: right, so let's get into the hack, though. Let's get into the hack. The hack. The hack. What are you talking about? Well, of course, you know what I'm talking about. I haven't heard anything about it. That's not true. So now you're lying. <laughs>
1: so let's just go right. What, wow. Adrian's lying. Wow. Went straight to calling me a liar. Huh? Yes. All right. Well, if you haven't heard, uh, there's a lot of talk right now about uh, this big solar winds hack. Uh, it's called uh, uh, Sunburst is what they're naming it. And man, this is a biggie. Uh, this might be the biggest uh, ever, um, and it's a it's a really interesting one because what's happened is is a lot of government uh, agencies, major government agencies, uh, including the uh, Nuclear Regulatory Committee, the, the uh, commission, uh, the Department of Energy, the FBI, um, you know, major heavy, the Pentagon, a lot of government agencies, and also mission critical uh, companies have been hacked. Uh, via a a amazing bit of espionage by the Russians, uh, SVR, uh, their you know their intelligence agency, and uh, so essentially what happened is there's this company, and this is a four billion dollar company. They're a managed IT services provider. Basically, they provide software that uh, manages your network, and you know that that sort of thing, your your systems integration, all that. Yeah. Um, called Solar Winds. Solar Winds is the name of the company. Yeah, four billion dollar company, huge company. Um. And somewhere along the line, and we don't know exactly where yet, the Russians got people inside this organization, either uh, directly inside Solar Winds or inside their uh, their supply chain. And, and they're not saying they're saying just supply chain, but my, my hunch is they were probably subcontracting out some code to India or somewhere like that and the russians got to those coders but they'd also have to have someone in solar winds because if you're subcontracting out coders you're gonna you know when you get it you're gonna quality control check it and make sure and you know check it out make yeah. sure it's you know good to go but maybe they weren't thorough enough about that but my hunch is they probably had um they probably completely infiltrated some foreign um you know coders and you know some software company there that does uh, you know uh, for hire coding and uh then they also infiltrated SolarWinds to to get it through their QC process. But what happened is, is back in March, uh, you know, these... In March. In March. Right yeah, the, exactly. That's how long this has been going on. In March, um, SolarWinds released an update to their software, just like they do all the time, you know. Like you get all the time. Yeah, exactly. So here's an update to their software, and... Well, of course, all the government agencies installed it because it's part of their network management system, yeah. you know. And you did, wouldn't think anything of it. I wouldn't think anything of it. It was it was uh, signed by SolarWinds. I mean, the cryptography keys were all correct. Uh, you know, the, the hash. It was it, from it, it was legit from SolarWinds. Um, and so everybody installed it. Well, it was a Trojan horse. And what the Trojan horse did is it opened a back channel to a variety of different servers across the globe. And what's really interesting, and this is where some of the the tech comes in, like if it was a target in the US, it would communicate back to a server in the US. So it didn't look like, hey, where's this, you know, where's this uh, traffic to Russia all of a sudden going? What, what's going on here? So uh, if it was in, you know, in the UK, it would communicate back to a server in the UK. So the traffic pattern wouldn't stand out. What this allowed the Russians to do is to have a channel where they could install software on directly on using uh, administrative credentials uh, onto these systems. So basically, they were completely through the front door, you know, right in. And the interesting thing is, is it took so long for this to get noticed. This just got mo- noticed last week. Yeah, um, from March. From March. So, in that entire time, they've had access to all these government systems, all these high-end, uh, you know, uh, defense contractors and uh, network companies, you know, a, a lot of the big uh, cellular companies and stuff. Because, basically, you want to control the in- infrastructure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, the the issue is now is, A, um, they understand how the initial hack worked. But, once they were in there with complete control... They could have stolen everything, which they probably did. I, I'm sure they did. I, I'm sure they downloaded just you know terabytes of data. Um, they also could have set uh, and covered their tracks. You know, uh, made it look like nothing ever happened. Uh, they could uh, put in other backdoors. That would be exceptionally difficult to find so even though they came in through this one door They changed the lock on a door that no one else was looking at. Yeah, so they can get back into it later Um, And they also could have set booby traps I mean there could be a thing in there right now where you know the Russians uh, send a command and it uh, encrypts all the data on that those systems yeah, you know so it, it, it anything could be going on right now and potentially there were eighteen thousand customers of SolarWind that had this particular update installed. So eighteen thousand customers, thousand different customers, and uh, almost all of them are corporate and government.
0: Now, this is not the is thing.
1: SolarWind's going to go out of business because of this? Probably. Yeah. Like they're out, they're done. Well, I can guarantee you right now, their offices are locked with FBI agents interrogating everybody. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're in that process right now. Uh, now they have released a patch at this point, and they've advised everyone what to do. But um, you know, they're they're toast. I mean, you have you have IT guys right now saying, "All right, what we need to do? We need to just wipe these systems completely. Uh, just pull the data only from backup. Basically, they have to treat it like they can't trust anything." Okay. Yeah. This is like, you know, boy, I can't even describe it. It's, <laughs> it's like, if you know someone, uh, you know, came into your house and planted a booby trap somewhere and you have no idea where, you know, could yeah. be in the walls, could be, you know, the question is, do you, do you try and find it or do you just bulldoze your house and start over
0: it and just bulldoze uh, the house? Yeah,
1: exactly. You know, cause if, uh, if the booby trap goes off, you're all dead. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that sort of thing. Um, so this is just an unbelievable hack, and the Russians are absolutely behind it, no question about it. It's, it's got their fingerprints all over it. Uh, they're probably the only ones that could pull this off. Uh, may, the Chinese probably could as well, but this, you know, for whatever reasons they're not disclosing, they're like, we absolutely know this is the Russians. Yeah. Yeah. You know? uh, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a pretty uh, sketchy scenario. Now, they could use, a lot of people are saying it's an act of war. At this point, it's not technically an act of war, because they, as far as we know, all they've done is most likely just stolen data. However, they have the ability, and, and clearly, even though they've, they've cut out the access now to the main uh, reser- uh, servers, they've actually turned the original, they've taken over all the original servers, which it was reporting back to, and they've turned it into a kill switch, so now it communicates back to uh, the FBI essentially, or you know, yeah. the NSA, whoever, so they can see what's what's actually happening, so they can tell what the payload is. But there's still no way to know what else is on there. Um, so at this point, it's just a, apparently an act of espionage. But it could potentially become an act of war if they use whatever they put in there uh, to sabotage something. You know, which I don't, I I can't see the Russians doing that. You know, because they know that that would take it from. Just a really big, you know, a spy versus spy type of thing to an actual act of war. You know, like if they tried to damage these systems or shut down things or, you know, then that that would cross the line into an act of war. But right now we're just talking about an act of espionage as far as we now, know. do we do this with other... Countries? Oh fuck yeah! So we're doing we do this all the time. Yeah. Who who do you think uh, keeps uh, torching the uh, nuclear reactors in Iran? Yeah. You know? <laughs> do you think that's us? Oh, absolutely us. It started with the uh virus. We did this to Iran. One hundred percent, we did. Uh, us and the uh, Israelis uh, working together. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'm sure, even though it doesn't get reported a lot, I'm sure we're doing the exact same thing to the Chinese. I'm sure we're doing the exact same thing to Russia. Uh, you know, we're we're doing this all the time yeah yeah um but the really the bottom line is 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 this was a biggie and it got us, and it got us in a completely different kind of way essentially yeah. they you,
0: have you ever heard of a software update being the hack?
1: <laughs> yeah, I actually have. I wrote that into my book, the Cassandra Trigger for five years ago now um, but yeah, that's actually in my book that's how the hackers actually did it you was know? because of a software well, it, update. It, well, it was funny because. Um, it was a yeah, it was a it, maybe you <laughs> did this then I, I could have uh, maybe you did this as a plot to sell more copies of your book You know it, I, it could have but in my book it was the it, <laughs> what happened is the the Chinese had hacked all this network equipment in via the firmware They initially shipped it with there was a back door in the firmware because they were actually making the chips in the hardware yeah, um, and uh, What happened is is that the hackers in the book actually overwrote the firmware and took inadvertently and unknowingly erased the Chinese hack. And the Chinese then tried to send another update because they wanted their hack back. So anyway, but yeah, this is actually, this is how you would do it. I mean, this is how you would get into a system. Uh, Essentially, you would use human engineering to, you know, bribe or blackmail or, or just turn someone working for the company and then just have them, you know, put it into the code that everybody trusts. No, kind of like, the, like how office
0: space with the with the fraction of the penny.
1: Uh, yeah, in a very pedestrian, uneducated way, that would be. <laughs> <laughs> are you saying that?
0: Are you saying that? That's that what I, I'm saying I, is very.
1: I'm saying that's probably the closest reference point you have, so we'll go with it. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, that, it kind of makes sense. Yeah,
0: you're such a dick sometimes. Yeah, I know. You're that's such and a you're dick.
1: such a dick sometimes. <laughs> But uh, yeah. It doesn't bother me like it bothers you. I know. I, know. I actually find it funny. Like, I, I laugh every time. I, I know you do. But it, it is uh, interesting what the fallout from this is going to be because it's, uh, this is just the beginning. I think once we find, and we may never find out what was stolen because the government doesn't want the world to know. Yeah. Um, you know but I, I guarantee you that the Russians just got 20 years on us. Do you think so? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. They were in so deep. I mean, look, they were reading. They could read it. They were inside the network. They could read every email between all this, you know, people uh, flying around classified emails. Yeah. You know, I mean, they were inside all these systems that carry all the classified data. You know, I'm surprised about one thing, though, right now that you
0: didn't hear. Like what I'm not hearing right now is like the. Democrats going after Trump specifically, like, blaming him for it.
1: I've seen a little bit of that because Trump really hasn't said anything about it. Well, he's been very quiet about it. Well, yeah. he's been very quiet about everything. So, Well, yeah, yeah, because yeah. he's still pissed off that he lost. Right. Yeah, all he's talking about is, you know, Georgia. Yeah. <laughs> you know, how he was cheated and he was right. enough votes
0: to... He actually won in the landslide in case you didn't know.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. Okay.
0: Fucking idiot, man.
1: Just, I'll be so glad when he's gone. Not that I'll be glad Biden's in. That's for damn sure, but, you know, still.
0: I don't know which one's going to be funnier, though.
1: Oh, Trump was funnier. Uh, I don't know. I think Trump would have been more. Hold on. Trump was more entertaining. Uh, Trump gave us more material. But I think when when Biden steps on his dick, he's going to step on it hard and it's going to be it's going to be funny. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe
0: it will. I mean, he. if you ever heard Biden talk now, it's it's still it's funny to listen to him talk. Because he does have those moments that he's lucid. Right. And then he has those moments that he's not lucid. Right. Like so it's funny to listen to him where sometimes he sounds normal and then he goes into like some kind of crazy old man mode. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: the Biden crazy old man mode. Yeah. I don't even know what you want to call that. I mean, we have to figure I, something I call out.
1: it I call it look fat, I don't work for you. <laughs> <laughs> look fat, I don't work for you. Yeah. Yeah, keep your AR14s. <laughs> <laughs> he's just fucking
0: so dumb sometimes. And I do think that they like I think that he's going to be dead soon. I do still think he's going to be dead soon. Yeah, I don't think so. He just looks like he's going to die soon though. Like if you ever look at a picture of him, like sometimes he just looks so bad.
1: Yeah. Well, you know.
0: He just looks terrible. They're old, man. He's pushing 80. No, he is, No, you're right. He's pushing I mean, why can't we get some people to like elected into office that are like not Eighty, I don't know. because like, If you Ameri- think about it, if you look at McConnell and Pelosi and Schumer and like every one of these people is just so
1: fucking old. It's the same reason that we have Mission Impossible 9 or whatever the fuck Tom Cruise is yelling at people on set for. It's because the American people only want things they know. They, they, and they don't even care if they suck. As long as they know it, they'll keep buying it, and they'll keep electing it. You and think that's, so? Oh, at 100%. 100%. That's why we have shitty movies like Mission Impossible that have eight sequels. You know? Yeah, I guess I, you're right. I, 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 mean, watched, I
0: really don't watch those movies anymore. Exactly,
1: because they suck. But they keep buying them. And Tom Cruise keeps making money off them. And it's the same reason the same fucking people that are going to the theater and buying a Mission Impossible 9 ticket are the same people that are electing people like Pelosi and Biden and, you know, people who've been around forever. It's really what it boils down to. I mean, man. even Trump is old as to shit, too,
0: though. Right. Like, I just, I wish, I wish the American... But he was a brand.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. You know what I'm saying? He was... Trump was a franchise when he got elected. Now everyone likes to say, yeah, but he's not a politician. It doesn't matter. He was still a franchise. He'd been a franchise for 40 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and that's why.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm Just sick and tired of it. I'm just sick and tired of the old people all the time. That was the one advantage of the coronavirus I thought was going to happen. Like, once this makes its way through... Like, once it makes its way through Washington, D.C., like, it's going to knock some of those politicians out. And nobody... very few politicians are dying from it. Actually, the only politicians that seem to be dying from it are ones that aren't actually politicians
1: anymore. Hardly anyone in general is dying from it. Well, yeah, you know what I'm saying. It just, yeah, it's just amazing. Like I, I was, uh, I saw an article earlier today that there's a big to do because someone died of a heart attack on a uh, United Airlines flight. Yeah, and they had to divert the plane. And apparently, after the fact, they tested the guy and found out he had COVID. And now they're treating it like it was a COVID death and they have to, you know, like quarantine all the people who are on the flight and everything like that. And it's like, if this guy didn't have a heart attack, <laughs> no, no one would ever, have known it. No one would have ever known that he was COVID positive or anything like that. You know, and it's like and they, they, the way the article was written is like man dies of COVID on plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, the, it's like, God, people. Yeah. No. But yeah, it is very, very unfortunate that COVID wasn't much more deadly. I'm very disappointed in that fact. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Again, I still feel like they're all overreacting to this shit all the time. Yeah, I still feel like they're overreacting. And again, I always feel weird. I feel like I'm wrong. You're not wrong. I know I'm not wrong, but I feel like I am though. Like when you see it, it's such an, like they're, so so in Florida, the Florida State Fair, which, you know, is a huge moneymaker. Right. They're going to, they're going to, they're backing that thing up months.
1: Oh, are they really? Oh yeah. That normally goes on January, February, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now it's like April or May. Hmm. Yeah, like they're
0: backing it all up, like you know.
1: I I don't. I don't understand it. Not not even in the least. I
0: don't, man. I really don't.
1: And then they're you know they're they're California, New York. They're all going off the fucking rails again, you know, shutting down everything, going into full lockdown mode.
0: But it's still booming there. Like they've been locked down, and it was booming. Like it. Right. It doesn't help.
1: Yeah. Well, who knows? Who knows whether it does or not? But the point is, is it doesn't matter because it's not significant enough of a threat to even worry about to begin with. I mean, look, with this many people getting sick, you're right. It does overwhelm
0: the hospitals. But but not really, though. Not really. No. What they're doing is the hospital's capacity is steady at like 85% all the time anyway. And the reason it is is because in order for hospitals to make money, they have to have patients there. Right.
1: And so elective surgeries are the thing that fills up most of the stuff. Look, I was talking to someone who works at a local hospital here in Pinellas County. And uh, just the uh, night before last, as a matter of fact. Um, and they said their wing had been a COVID ward, which they had you know set it up for COVID. And they said they've tur- turned it back to normal because they don't need the extra space for the COVID people. Yeah. You know, and, and this is in Florida with no lockdown. You no know lockdown, what I'm saying? No lockdown. And, and people are getting it, but it's like they got a cold for a few days. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it's serious for some people, but. So, just like the flu is, mm-hmm. you know, and just like some people get a cold and then get pneumonia, mm-hmm. you know, and be have to be hospitalized. It's the same friggin' thing. Yeah, it's just infuriating. And, but now and, have you gotten in line for your shot yet though, Adrian? Because no, I know you're I know no. you're going you're, yeah, no. you're getting the shot. No, no, that's, yeah. You're totally getting the shot. No,
0: not happening. What if we what if we were to secretly give you the shot?
1: Uh, there would be blood. <laughs> well what if like what there if, would be severe injuries. Well, uh, what if we knocked you out first though? Like both what parties. if we,
0: like what if we pulled like a BA baracus on you and like drugged you up and then gave you the coronavirus and then you woke up and you didn't really know you had it?
1: Well, I don't know if if we uh, could have done this already. If, you didn't know if if uh, if I ended up in Angola with a machine gun in my hand and we were going to go on some great adventure. Maybe you know if we do that kind of ba baracus uh, drug you then then maybe we'll have some fun. You know,
0: a <laughs> oh, pretty fool, a
1: pretty fool, <laughs> to put coronavirus in my veins. <laughs> that, so, so few people just got that reference.
0: Oh come on, there's people that got that. No, reference, there's man. a few,
1: but not not too many. Uh, no, you uh, did, don't drug me. Um, You know, I have many uh, fail safes in place uh, for that potentiality because uh, I do booby trap my house. So you would have a very hard time approaching me when I was, uh, you know, not. Well, I'll do it like just before the show. Yeah. How would you pull that off? Well, I don't want to tell you because I don't want to give it away. Yeah, I don't. Think
0: I've thought can. about it before. I, I was going
1: to drug you. I, <laughs> that's frightening. I, <laughs> <laughs> you got kind of like a rapey look in your eye. I'm not feeling too good, man. A rapey. Yeah, you got that whole roofy, uh, roofy thing going on there. <laughs> Adrian, how you doing? <laughs> All right. Um, Jesus Christ. No, I'm not getting the vaccine.
0: Oh, oh, something else though. There was another story in, in the coronavirus uh, world where there was a U.S. inmate scheduled to be executed, but he tested positive for the virus. Here's the thing. Look, I'm not in favor of the death penalty as 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 a, as, a, as a means of. You can't kill me. I'm point. sick. <laughs> but seriously, though, are you really going to stop killing someone because they have the coronavirus?
1: Uh. You know what I mean? Yes, this is the answer to your question. Right? Yeah, yeah. Give us the details on that. What What exactly so, happened?
0: A federal prisoner scheduled to be executed just days before President-elect Joe Biden takes office is tested positive for the coronavirus, his lawyer said Thursday. The Bureau of Prisons notified attorneys for just a Dustin John Higgs on Thursday that the client had tested positive for the virus. The attorney, Devin Porter, said during a court hearing Thursday afternoon. The revelation comes amid concerns about an exploding number of coronavirus cases in the federal prison system and specifically in the complex in Terre Haute, Indiana, where the executions are carried out. This is the only federal death row, basically. Right. So he is scheduled to be executed January 15th. 5 days before the death penalty opponent Joe Biden's inauguration Higgs is the last of the currently scheduled to be executed in a series of federal executions that began in July. The Trump administration will have executed more people in a single year than any other administration in more than 130 years. Wow. Like he they, they look they had a big backlog of like federal prisoners that could be killed. Right. And just like with judges, Trump was like fuck it, I'm just going to start killing everybody.
1: All um right.
0: So the, the, the like <laughs>
1: I mean, granted, I'm sure most of those people deserved it, but, uh, you know, I, it makes you wonder how many didn't, you well, know, uh, there's always, there's, you know, there's how always many
0: stories have you heard about people that they found out later on were innocent that, I know. that got killed. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Some of those people I'm sure did the crimes that they were.
1: Oh, I'm sure the, the vast majority of them, but, but they, just you know,
0: leave them in jail for life at this point though. I, you know what? I really, I will say this when I first got involved in politics and even for i'd say for the first six or seven years i was involved in politics i had zero problem with the death penalty as a form of punishment right and i my mind is now completely changed on that right and there was one argument that i heard that was actually the argument that sealed the deal for me
1: right do you know what that was uh, if you get it wrong you can't take it back
0: yeah what if the government's wrong
1: yeah yeah, I, I think I was the one who uh, told you that.
0: No, you weren't the one that told me that.
1: I wasn't? No. Oh, because I actually always...
0: heard it at a conference.
1: Oh, well, that because that's always been my p- uh, position on it. You know, it's the one thing you can't fix.
0: That you can't undo
1: it. Yeah, yeah, there's no going back. if
0: you put somebody in jail for life and they're there for 18 years, yeah. again,
1: that sucks that, that they sucks, lost 18 years of their life, but, but they're not
0: dead. Exactly.
1: And exactly. they can get
0: out. And you can compensate them at that point.
1: Right. Yeah, you can do something. Make yeah. it right somehow. Mm-hmm. But... but yeah, that that is crazy. That they're not going to execute a guy because he's got COVID. Well, what it's I, like? What's the what's the thinking behind that?
0: It's it's if they're if they they have another illness that could cause uh, you know undue
1: punishment or undue harm or whatever. Well, you'd think you you could kill him then. You know, that's, that's like, that, like that doesn't look, make any sense. We're going to save you from getting sick. We're just going to go ahead and execute you anyway. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I mean, we were going to execute you. Now that we know, look, we're now we're doing you a favor. <laughs> it, here's the thing, though. It's like the woman that they suicided,
0: or that's, that that end of committing. Remember that story we said about the? Well, she might get the virus anyway, so she'll just we'll just kill her.
1: Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, why? Yeah. I, 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 look, nobody's rational. And I know a lot of people who are just completely irrational about this whole thing. I, I, so few people are actually. Do, even the people who are like out there, like. <laughs> who, Who are acting like, you know, I'm not wearing a mask anywhere because this this virus is a hoax. You know, they're being irrational, too. It's just nobody is actually taking it on an actual analytical risk versus reward basis and saying this is the reality of the situation. Just be calm. Yeah. Like, it's
0: not a hoax, but it's not killing everybody either.
1: Right. I don't want to talk. We we talk about this so much. I'm so fucking sick of COVID.
0: But here's the thing, though. It's because it completely engulfs the news all the time.
1: I know. I know. It's constant. Yeah. And and that's why I guess so many people freak out about it because it is constant, you know. And now, oh, and I'm so fucking sick of everyone being heroes. Okay. The phlebotomist who injects you with a fucking vaccine is not necessarily a hero. Now, if you happen to be at the top of a burning building and they scale the wall, come up and give you the injection and then carry you back down, then they are a hero. But if they're just poking you with a fucking needle, you are not a hero for that. You are not a hero because you decided to get into the healthcare industry. Okay, fuck you. Heroism is something above and beyond the normal. You're just doing your fucking job. Okay, so knock off with the hero bullshit. That's the other thing that just... uh, Oh, the the signs in front of places, heroes Heroes work work here. here. Oh, it's so annoying. I know. No, 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 it's so annoying. Well, no, just like they were doing a thing on... And I don't know why I even... I need to block... I need to parental control all the news channels on my television. (laughs) Because (laughs) I happen to be flipping through the channels... And I landed on something, and one of these fucking news stations was, was doing, like, a tribute to our heroes. And it was just a bunch of people in masks and surgical gear, you know, like, standing there, not doing anything, waving, you know? Hi, I'm a hero. Like, you know, you th- I got my scrubs on. Like, don't you think that sometimes that they're
0: treating everybody like they're children? Oh, Constantly. Oh my God! Yes, like with this whole heroes thing. Yeah, like you're you're trading, here's your gold like you're, star. You're pl- you're placating to everyone like they're fucking yeah. children. You get a smiley face. Good yeah. job. Yeah. yeah, I know. Here's a sign that says "Heroes work here" that we put in front. <laughs> this is for you. Well, hang on
1: a second. I, I I know a lot of people in the healthcare industry, and half of them are like, "Oh my God, I know. I'm so sick of it. It's so fucking." Oh stupid. yeah. Oh no, I know. You know. Oh, I'm
0: sure that they are. I'm sure yeah. there's a lot of them that are. I'm not blaming them for
1: it. I'm, no, no, right. I'm blaming the people that are pla- like you're placating them. Them. like what oh, right yeah you're patronizing them is what you're doing you yeah. know yeah you yeah it, it, it's so ridiculous all of it is so ridiculous it's like every fucking day man i'm more and more convinced we're living in a simulation and and the the gamers are just fucking with us now yeah you know it's, it's all right? a rib yeah yeah
0: it's all a rib it's all a rib right now it's all a work
1: everything's a work all, all right. right so the- well hang on a second there was one story um i wanted to get into And this was, and this kind of like sums up how the media is controlling the narrative. And we talked about it a lot, but this one just really, really drove it home. Now, this is a story in CNN, and the headline is why it's crucial that news outlets get it right when covering adverse coronavirus vaccine reactions. So, what they're saying is (laughs) the gist of the story is maybe we shouldn't report on adverse reactions because we don't want the public to think that they shouldn't get the vaccine. And this is a quote from the article. As the largest vaccination program in American history gets underway, incidents which in some people have allergic uh, reactions will undoubtedly pop up. And that presents a complicated task for newsrooms. On one hand, an adverse reaction to a new vaccine is newsworthy. But on the other hand, news orgs risk saturating coverage with stories about isolated incidents that might give the public the wrong impression about the safety of the Pfizer biotech vaccine and uh, others that eventually receive uh, emergency use approval. So what they're saying is this is a story from the media saying that maybe we shouldn't report so heavily on this. Maybe we ought to play that down a little bit. Let's play down the allergic reactions and the adverse reactions. And, you know, because we don't want the public not to get. No, fucking present the news. okay? and do the numbers say in say, look, in 0.2 percent of cases, you get this adverse reaction or say, In 3% of cases, you get the adverse reaction. And then people can make the determination, well, hey, look, uh, I get the vaccine. I got a 3% chance of having an adverse reaction. I get the coronavirus. I've got a 1% chance of dying. You know? Let me let me make that decision, but they don't do that. It's again, it's oh, you're all heroes. It's like the media has taken it upon themselves to make the determination what information that you should have. Yeah, because you can't make that decision on your own. Yeah, because you're not and, a grown up. And we know that if we tell you the truth, you're going to get the wrong idea about mm-hmm. it because you, you can't you make. You may a decision not do what we want you to do on. exactly. Exactly, that's and what it's they do. so infuriating and it's constant, and if you pay attention to it, you see it everywhere, and it's why I can't watch the news, because every time, I feel like, you know, j- just just tell me what happened, don't tell me what to think about yeah, it. just give me the who, what, when, where, why. Exactly, yeah, I'll make the determination. Yeah, that's you what know? news used to be. And, and it's not even remotely close to that. News is all, and again, it, it sounds like we are crazy people. When we say the news is all propaganda. But this is literally an example of a news story. And I'm quoting from the news story. Deciding how to propagandize their news. Yeah. Which is. And and they're not even saying whether they should or not. It's like what is the appropriate way to propagandize the news. Yeah. (laughs) What's the morally ethical way. (laughs) Right. Like there is one. Yeah. Yeah. And like they're somehow trying to take the moral high ground to say well, maybe we shouldn't tell people about adverse reactions because we don't want them to get the wrong idea.
0: Yeah, like, well, we don't want to tell
1: them the truth. But if it's the truth, know. then it's the right idea. Yeah. You know? It's No, everybody's lost their mind over this thing. It, man. It's like the Elon Musk thing. Yeah. And, and I did kind of want to circle back to that. Um, when uh, a couple of weeks ago, and we didn't cover it last week, but a couple of weeks ago, Elon Musk uh, launched the... Uh, their eighth prototype of the heavy lift rocket that they're going to send to Mars and to the Moon. Yeah. Okay. And before the launch, I said, "Look, what we really want to test is we want to test the altitude. We want to test how the thrusters work. Um, this is not a complete prototype. You know, this is uh, just we're we're mainly testing the lift functionality on it. Yeah. We're we're testing the engines and that sort of thing. I mean, it's still a two hundred million dollar rocket. Well, hang on a second. And then the the reporter asking the question said, "Well, what do you think the probability of actually landing this one is? And Elon Musk goes, uh, eh, probably one chance in three. Okay. So Elon Musk, before this launch, says we have these objectives with this test, and we figure there's probably about a 66.6% or 67% chance that this thing is going to crash on landing. Yeah. Okay.
0: 66% it's going to crash. Right. Exactly.
1: Yeah. There's only like a one-third chance it will land properly because we're not focusing on that right now. We're focusing on the-, the, the You're alt- trying to collect data. The Yeah. The altitude, the thrust, the, that sort of thing. Yeah. And so- this thing, it lifts off. It does everything they wanted to do on the the thrust and all that, and it explodes on landing. Yeah. Okay. The news articles I saw were like SpaceX suffers major setback, rocket explodes on landing. Yeah. And it's like immediately after the explosion, Musk texted, you know, uh, tweeted, "We got all the data we need. Great job, guys. Very successful, uh, um, uh, you know, to trial today. Mm-hmm. Okay. And." The media was like, oh, well, he's spinning it. No, if you listen to him beforehand, you know, this is exactly what they were expecting to happen. Yeah. this They, they got the data they wanted. They got, it was a, a big success for them. Yeah. They said it was a possibility this thing wasn't going to make it. They said it was a high probability it was it was yeah. going to explode on landing. Mm-hmm. So it's like they would have liked for it to land perfectly because that would have been great. But they said, you know, chances are it's going to explode. Yeah and the media played it off like it was this huge setback and it's like what is this going to do for spacex now some media did that some media actually well it's funny it's the the media that did it was your like your cnn your fox news your your cbs your nbc the ones who didn't were like the popular science and the the Mm space.com they reported it exactly like it happened um, whereas like the sensationalized media had to play up the explosion angle hmm you know, and it's just, that's the kind of thing you see all the time. Yeah, constantly. Yeah So frustrating because you, you 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 really want to find that accurate news source
0: That you can find people that will just give you the who what when where and why but I don't even know where
1: these people exist Well, it, it, a lot of times it's in the tech, you know, uh, the tech locations. Yeah you know, like, space. but it's
0: not a consistent place that you well, go and find that stuff. That's what I'm saying. If
1: it's if it's a story in that realm, then you can go there and find that. But yeah, you have to really search for accuracy in the news anymore. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, yeah. you have to really search. And if I tell you what, folks, if you trust one source, you're just so screwed. Yeah, because you're not. You are not getting accurate information. No, not at all. No. Yeah. You, you the
0: thing is this. You're getting. What's the word for it? Like, there's some truth in the articles, but the angle and the agenda
1: overpowers that. But see, even in, let's take the SpaceX thing. That wasn't even, they don't have an agenda. You know, it, I think that was just sensationalism for the, you know, uh, for the purpose of sensationalism.
0: Uh, I, I think they don't like Elon Musk. And I think they don't like him because he's, you know, they're privatizing space travel, and this goes against, you know, the government kind of doing it.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, possibly. You know, because yeah, the, it, basically, the the government anymore, the only space business they're in is funding it. You know. Yeah. I mean, because uh, they're not doing it anymore. No. You know, it's a hundred percent privatized. I mean, technically, it always will. It it always was. I mean, NASA didn't build the Apollo Five rocket. You know NASA didn't build the lunar module. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a whole bunch of different companies did, you know, but uh, Northrop Grumman, General Dynamics, you know, those are the guys that actually built it. So it's always been that case, but now it's just like now the private sector is like, we don't even need you guys. yeah you're, you're just a customer. Mm-hmm. That, that's really the bottom line is the government is just a customer of space travel these days. yeah, yeah. And uh, I think that's a great thing. Oh, yeah. No, now, at the end of the day, that's what needed to happen. And I loved NASA back in the day. I thought they were, you know, the best part of government ever. Yeah. Yeah. You know? But uh, it's no longer necessary. You know? Yeah. Okay. It, so it is something the else. The other
0: thing, though, that you you put in here. So I I, I marked this one as Mr. Wiley's science is cool segment. <laughs>
1: Are we saving that for the second? You hour? know what? Let's save that for the second hour. Let's let's tease that. Uh, you uh, <laughs> and w- what it has to do with is long distance, quantum teleportation. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, you might want to be a <laughs> come be a subscriber and listen in on the second hour. Let's save that because okay, we'll that, save that one. that's kind of a meaty one, you know. And I that's we're going to get all kinds of geeky on that one, so. I got you. Okay, so th- let's get into this one though. So there was a recent article
0: that was just done that Governor Andrew Cuomo is banning the sale of Confederate flags in New York. Now, he's banning them like uh, On public property, state and local fairs, places like that. like Like, he can't just ban it everywhere, I guess. Well, technically, he can't even do that. Oh, no, no, no. He can't even do this. Right. But when I saw this article, it was almost one of these things of, like, he knows, and
1: he even admits in here that
0: constitutionally, he really can't get away with this.
1: Right. But he's going to do it anyway. Really? He's actually read the First Amendment. That's shocking. I mean... Most politicians haven't. You know... Someone must have just told him he, he can't really do that. Well, he thinks he can't do it,
0: but, but I, he's
1: going to do it anyway. Though. But
0: he's going to do it anyway.
1: Yeah. And that's the, I think the yeah. point I wanted kind to make of, here kind of the same thing that says you can't like force people to stay in their homes, you know. Oh, they don't kind care. kind of the about same that. thing that says you can't just randomly close people's businesses. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But they're going to do it. anyway. They do it anyway. So and even with this, I think the point is, is that it and this happens on
0: both sides. It's not one side or the other side. Both of them. Instead of self-governing their actions of that, they're not allowed, like they've read the Constitution. They're not obviously not allowed to do this because it violates the Constitution. They'll pass it anyway and then leave it up to the courts
1: to try to shuffle it out well, instead it, of just doing it. But, this, this isn't even passing it. This is just doing it by decree. Yeah. You know, Cuomo, Cuomo didn't go to the state legislature and say, hey, you know, we need a, a bill to ban Confederate flags at, uh, you know, in public places. No, he just did it. You yeah. just said, I order this. Yeah. Yeah, you can't so, do that.
0: Here's the quote, though. This country faces a pervasive, growing attitude of intolerance and hate. What I have referred to in the body politic as an American cancer. By limiting the display and sale of Confederate flags, Nazi swastikas, and other symbols of hatred from being displayed or sold on state property, including the state fairgrounds, this will help safeguard New Yorkers from the fear installing effects of these adhorrent symbols.
1: Like, here's the thing. First off, wait nobody's second, wait. selling Nazi <laughs> yeah, symbols. Yeah, wait a second. I want to know where the, the Nazi and Confederate flag kiosk is at the State Fair in New York. Um, <laughs> Because I'm guessing it ain't there ever.
0: <laughs> you probably could buy in a Confederate flag even at a flea market in New York,
1: though. Or at a State Fair in New York, probably. You probably could. There's probably... again. Okay, it, perhaps. Perhaps you could. But look, if you said in Atlanta... Yeah, you'll find Confederate flags at a kiosk in Orlando. Uh, If you say New York, I'm thinking no, man. I, I don't see that happening very often. And one thing I know for a fact is there is no kiosks anywhere in any state fair, county fair, or local fair, anywhere in America... That sells uh, swastikas. Yeah, that's not, that's not a thing. That, that's not a thing. But see, he he tied that in oh, yeah. just to give himself justification. Yeah,
0: but you didn't need to pass a law or a rule to stop people from selling Nazi flags. <laughs> they just stopped <laughs> selling Nazi flags. You you still didn't need a rule
1: for that. Yeah, because it never happened to begin with. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, that, that's the thing with these people, man. They just make shit up. They make up a boogeyman so they can save you from. Oh, yeah. You know? Well, no. And, and, he, and like, this is right now. Look, New York is in a total government created crisis. Mm -hmm. I mean, New York is in just a horrible shape right now, you know, but here's the point though. But hang on a second. We got to save everybody from flags (laughs) because the flags is (laughs) the the flags are what the problem is. Yeah, that's what's causing all the hatred. Exactly. It's not,
0: it's not anything else. But here's the thing though. If you are a person that supports free speech and supports the right of you to basically buy whatever you want it doesn't mean that you agree or approve of the symbol you just agree or approve that you you can't ban speech
1: well that's a thing, and that's
0: always the thing they was you know whenever you whenever you're going to oppose them for this that's how they it's how they cover themselves and they 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 drape themselves in the american flag be like i'm here for you know apple pie mom and
1: if you don't like this then you just you want the nazis to win and it's like right yeah. Well, no politician actually believes in free speech. They only believe no. in free speech for people who share their ideas. That's right. Yeah. It's it's hooray for our side. That's it. Yeah. You know, it, it, because if you have a a contrary position, you don't have the right to say that. Yeah. And that's where we're becoming. You know that, that it's almost a cliche. For that old saying, I disagree with what you say, but I would defend your right to say it. Yeah. You know, that's become a cliche because. Well, and we used
0: to have an organization that would fight for that. That was actually very principled in fighting for that, which is the ACLU. But they don't do that shit anymore. Yeah. They've lost all yeah. of that at this point. Look, they've defended
1: neo-Nazis walking around in the Jewish They defended the neighborhoods. KKK. Yeah. yeah, they defended the KKK. <laughs> And again, any one of the the uh, you know ACLU attorneys d- who defending them would you take them aside? They're going to say, yeah, these these people are deplorable. Yeah. Um. You know, and, and not in the sense of I, I didn't mean it to be in the Hillary Clinton. You know. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. But they're they're just you know abhorrent. These she, are bad people. Yes. Yes. These are human beings that I would want nothing to do with. However. I respect the right of freedom of speech, so that's why I'm defending them, yeah. even though their speech is, is you know intolerable to me. Yeah, we I don't have like to it. tolerate it, mm-hmm. A- and that's just who we are. Well, you just don't have to listen, exactly. And right. that's what it comes out. Of. Just don't listen. Like if
0: you don't like them, then don't listen. Ignore them. Right. It, by fighting them like this is the thing that gives them. I don't want to say more power, but it like does. you're exposing. You're, if you just said that they're stupid and ignore them, then they don't get any more power. Right. But if you want to fight them and ban them and do all this other stuff, then you're creating an an, an avenue in which, you know, this will expand and grow because they'll be able to claim being the victim and they won't be wrong in this instance. Well, I tell you, I
1: I tell you where we started to lose that concept is and and it started happening about 20 years ago is when the concept of tolerance, people started uh, equating tolerance with acceptance. Yes. Okay. Yes. And there was a time when we realized that, you know, uh, tolerance means you accept their right to do their thing, Mm -hmm, to exist, to exist, to do their thing, to to, to chase their own happiness, whatever, you know, whatever floats your boat. Mm -hmm. That's tolerance. And somewhere along the line, tolerance became, well, you not only have to tolerate them, you have to love them. Mm-hmm. Okay, you have to say, "Oh, well, that's that's beautiful," and, and Caitlyn Jenner is a hero. <laughs> you know, you had to go that route, um, and yeah, it's, and it's like that Seinfeld
0: episode of "Wear the Ribbon."
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's it's that sort of. Oh, thing. you're not going to wear the ribbon. And when you get to the point where tolerance now becomes acceptance and embracing, mm-hmm. then you can no longer tolerate the things that are are you know like that mm-hmm. because. Everyone in their mind equates tolerance with acceptance and I don't accept fucking neo-nazis. You know, I fought them tooth and nail Yeah um, But I realize that we have to tolerate their right to be that Yeah, because if we don't at some point somebody is not going to tolerate who I am or who mm-hmm. you are, or you know uh, There before the grace of God go I mm-hmm. you know that sort of mentality and that's what when you conflate tolerance with acceptance, that's what happens. And that's why we have, you know, uh, what we have now.
0: Well, it goes the same with things like drug use as well, where they talk about if you, if you want to legalize drugs, then you'd love drugs or something like that. Or you want to do drugs. You know, when well, you have most of us like, do. But. Well, there's a lot of people that do, <laughs> but there's some people that have never done drugs before in their life and still advocate for
1: that position right. because they understand what freedom means. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But so so few people do these days. No, nope, you're right. No, you no, know? no. I, I totally know. So and I can tell you for a fact that Cuomo is definitely one of those people, and de Blasio is one of those people. Oh, yeah. Those people those, are horrible. They are just some of the—I mean, New York, man. It's it's New York is no longer recognizable, in my opinion, as a— Part of the United States of America. I mean, we used to say that about California, and California is bad, but New York has just gone so far down this path in the past, you know, 10 months. So far authoritarian. Oh, yeah. I mean, like they've it's,
0: closed down businesses. Like, I mean, it's a mass exodus from New York
1: right now. Yeah, because they, it's a totalitarian state. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, it is, uh, it is really uh, sad that that's happening because, uh, man, I used to love New York City, but I tell you what, man, in the current. We'll see what happens when all this is over. You know, uh, we'll see what happens after COVID is. You know, everybody. It's going to be interesting to see what happens historically on that. How we look back at it. Yeah. And I honestly think that we. Well, I guess it depends on whether you know people who actually think um, end up you know writing the future. But if if there is you know any type of fairness in the universe, we will look back on COVID as mass hysteria. Yeah. You know. I hope so. But I ha- hope so. I have a feeling that the in the path we're on we're gonna end up look you know, kids in fifty years are gonna be taught about it like it was a black fluk- fucking plague. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. How so. many
0: times have you seen people that they freak out like it's the black fucking plague? Like right. they do freak out like, Oh my god, we're all gonna die. Yeah. You're gonna kill grandma. Like you know, and again it doesn't happen to me when I go to the stores, but partly one other reason is is because I, I I do have the the, the, the bandana.
1: Right. You know. The fashion accessory yeah that's that's all i do but you know that's that's the point I it does make me wonder whether you know the future children are going to be learning about this as like the black plague and that these authoritarian psychopaths uh save the day oh yeah you know and it wouldn't shock me no nope, not at all <laughs> yeah we'll see well, well we'll we'll see what the uh the the gamers running our simulation uh decide to to do with it that's true but in
0: the second hour though i think we're gonna have some really cool stuff though again Science is cool. We got some Cassandra Trigger other updates. And, and the alien distraction card is being played. Adrian, also government cheese update. And the, the drug warriors have a line that even the cops
1: crossed. So We'll see you on the other side.